Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, we get tactical as we wrap up our cloud series, taking a look at the tactical use of public cloud. So settle back and enjoy the show. Hi and welcome to this week's Tech Interviews. And this is the third part of our short series looking at the move to public cloud. As for the first couple of parts, we've looked at how we transitioned to cloud when we spoke with the guys at TDS. Uh, and then Sarah Lean, uh, a Microsoft Arch Cloud Architect, looking at how we architect and build solutions and get ready for moving into public cloud providers such as Microsoft Azure. Um, but what I wanted to do as part of this third part of the show was to look at working with companies who are not necessarily public cloud companies, but are using public cloud to uh, to help them to do things differently, to deliver better outcomes, and uh, to deliver a whole set of new new solutions. Um, so to help me to do that, I'm joined today by Phoebe Go from NetApp. Hi, Phoebe. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm really excited to be on the show. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you on, and um, you know, thanks for uh, be joining us late evening uh, live from. Uh, I'm sure people can probably guess from your accent, uh, live from Australia. So you're you're our first Australian guest. So um, so welcome for the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, thank, thanks for doing this. Um, so um, well, look, Phoebe. I, I mean, before we get started, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and uh, and what it is you do? Okay, so um, yes, my name is Phoebe Go. I am a cloud architect at uh, NetApp in Australia. Um, I have been working in IT now for, I counted this up the other day, um, it's about uh, something like 13 years. So I've kind of seen a lot of change in, in the last decade and a bit. And um, I currently work in a uh, in a kind of an, an overlay role where I help our sales teams um, understand our our products and how to, how to help their customers use those products the best way. So creating solutions and, and architecting solutions that are mostly cloud focused. Um, but we, we do talk about um, other things as well. So, I mean, cloud is means a lot of things to a lot of people. Um, and that's that's kind of, uh, yeah, my role right now. So, um, well, well, you said a couple of things that are really interesting in there. Um, and uh, and it's something that I kind of wanted to have a chat about and, and, and why I wanted to get somebody on who um, wasn't necessarily working for somebody whose ultimate focus is cloud. Um, and so you, you kind of talked in there about uh, kind of, you know, this, this role as a, as a cloud architect. So, um, you know, and so, so what, what does, in a company that's not a cloud company, what does a cloud architect do? Well, I think I think the first thing is that cloud is um, relatively new to a lot of people. I mean, it's been around for qu quite a number of years, but when you think about how long technology um, and and how how quickly technologies change, I feel like a, the the number one thing that I feel is really important is that I know what's going on in the world outside of of NetApp and and what cloud means to our customers and and to other people who aren't necessarily kind of living and breathing a particular. Um, cloud every day um, and, and I thought it was interesting you know you, you've spoken to people who, who work at public cloud vendors and I think there's a different perspective on, on what cloud is to some people cloud is kind of the only it's the it's the future and it's also the here and now but I also talk to a lot of customers who are kind of well well you know they know it's coming but it, it might be years into the future and so I think there's a it's really important to kind of have that broad perspective of um of what cloud means to people and, and and why you know it's not just a fad but um how they can actually leverage it uh in the future as well as now 
Yeah, I mean, before we start recording, um, you, you talked a little bit as well about one of your roles is kind of this idea of almost being the cloud cheerleader uh, when, when you're talking <laughs> to an organisation. So that, um, uh, yeah, you know, and, and no doubt uh, pom-poms and high kicks are, are all part of that. But, um, uh, you know, what, 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 what do you mean by that? You know, when you're talking about being kind of the, the cheerleader for public cloud when you're talking to a, 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 an end user, a, a business who's maybe exploring how they might use cloud, you know, what, what does that mean? I was thinking more a mascot costume, like a like a giant fluffy cloud that runs around. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't idea, make a great yeah. cheerleader. <laughs> if anybody listening to the show knows how to make that mascot costume, just just get in touch. Oh, I will wear it. Yeah, I will. I will wear it, and I'll plaster it all over the internet so that it'll be saved forever. Um, sorry, sorry, we were talking about uh, something very serious. Um, I, I think it's. It's that cloud isn't just a, a place. Like we, we talk about cloud sometimes in infrastructure. You know, I come from an infrastructure background. I've, I was a sysadmin and um, and I've also worked, um, you know, at a, in a customer doing managed services. And and to a lot of people who, you know, cloud is another data center. It's just another, it's another, just somebody else's computer. It's it's kind of this, this physical thing. And I think really what I'm trying to, to tell my customers and tell my teams and tell my my you know my, my friends and my colleagues and my family who have listened is that cloud is not just um, a particular technology it's really a way of thinking and a way of building technologies and building solutions that um, are helping us to do things hopefully better and hopefully benefiting society probably uh, as part of that it, it means making people rich as well but but really it's about saying how can we do things a different way or a better way than how we've been doing it previously um, and so that might mean you know I'll be having a conversation with somebody about you know why serverless is, is a thing and um, serverless is, is one of those funny funny kind of terms that it, it to me it kind of represents it, it's very similar to the, the word cloud it's a new concept a new way of looking at something that we've done a very we've done for for you know decades um we, we've been programming for a very long time serverless is no different but it's allowing us to do something in in a faster way or in a in a more productive way um so that's kind of how i, I like to look at at cloud and and the the whole spectrum of technologies that that netapp is providing in that area allows me to really have a really broad conversation uh with customers and and friends and family about about what that might mean for them. And well, that's a really interesting point, actually. This idea that cloud is a way of thinking, and, and you're totally about serverless. And I, I feel that's a really good example of this different way of thinking because that that talks then, doesn't it? Some something along the lines of rearchitecting the way that you do tasks that you may currently the, the way you may currently do things on prem. This idea of maybe the best way to use public cloud is to re-architect and rethink about the way you deliver some of the services. You know, is 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 that kind of fair? Yeah, I I, I do think that thinking about things that we do today in a new way is is part of it. Um, and also, I think, um, and this this comes out more, you know, as I I talk to. Um, some of our customers who've been around a long time, like I think it's it's different if you're a cloud native customer, but if you're a if you're somebody who or a business or a person who has kind of got a data center and you've got some applications that were were not built with cloud in mind, it, it's also about looking at you know is it right to even rearchitect? Is it worth it to to do that? Yeah, and, and I think and I think I said that it's a it's a really interesting point, isn't it? It's, you know, because because one of the the challenges and one of the challenges actually we've explored in the kind of the first couple of shows in this series was the idea that the things that will catch people out, and one of those things is to is not fully understanding 
kind of how they operate on-prem currently, you know, and not fully understanding what the impact of moving to public cloud might be. I mean, is that something that you see as well? Um, you know, so although your role may be slightly different in the way you use cloud, I, I, you know, again, is that is that a fair point that the, one of the one of the challenges is this idea of not really understanding what you have before you move it, and then not really understanding what the impact of moving it is going to be. Yeah, absolutely, and that that is something that um, I, I'm seeing a lot recently, you know, the last kind of um, 12 months, 64 months, has been this realisation um, that moving into, moving things as they are is not always the most sensible decision, but it's one that has implications. So where we may have, I may have moved things from my computer to your computer previously, there was a, a very static cost to doing that, my time to do it, and then now it's running on your system, and that was it. And now that we moved to, to a different consumption model in cloud, suddenly the cost of doing, or the cost of moving it that way is not necessarily static anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a recurring monthly cost, and it might be going up, and it might be, you know, and, and I think there's um, the realization of that, or, or the maybe, I don't like to think it's fear, but I think there's definitely some some kind of concern that that's going to impact you. Everybody's heard of that. Oh, you know, I, I moved to the cloud and I, now I have a five hundred you know million dollar um, bill every month. How do what what do I do? And I, I think there's there's a lot of um, concern that that's going to impact the way that people you know that how they're going to move to cloud. So I think that they're definitely that's uh, yeah very a really kind of key point is how do we do it efficiently how do we move efficiently and how do we do it the the, the smart way rather than just uh, a knee-jerk reaction kind of way and I, well i think it's a couple of really interesting points again that you raise there you know and, and i suppose we, one of the things we talked about off air was this kind of idea you know we, we, we kind of laughingly say well what does a cloud architect do and you know and, and how do we define that one of the things though and you said it earlier on one of the things that we talked about was this idea that cloud architecture Cloud architects is not just a technical role, but actually it's a little bit about being kind of the, the you know the mascot, the person who, who who helps people to understand the impact of moving to cloud. And obviously you do that from a kind of a vendor point of view. You work for NetApp, and you know so you're working with NetApp customers. I mean, but do you, do you think having somebody in that role? And I, I appreciate not in all cases will will be the, will this be be so. But you know if you're an organisation of a particular size, you know, a, a, you know, maybe relatively sizable. Is it important that you have somebody doing that role internally? Do you think, or or is that just something that somebody externally, an external consultant, an external, you know, cloud architect type expert might be able to fulfil? Oh, that's that's a really interesting point because you you kind of talked about how the, the you know before we we started the podcast we were kind of talking about how there's a bit of a disconnect between um, the the vision of of being in the cloud and, and being um, and, and moving to public cloud, and and then the the, the guys who are or the girls who are kind of trying to make it happen in the back end or trying to, to run this thing. Um, I, the way I like to see it is that it's a um, it, it may not be a, an individual person. I think having somebody there as a figurehead for this movement is really important because it gives us, it gives everybody else somebody to to go and talk to and to rally around and to, who can kind of translate that that strategic point of view into actually not just how are we going to do it, but, you know, what, what's in it for me? Because I think everybody kind of wants to know that this is going to be better for me in the in in the long run, hopefully, or in the medium term, hopefully. Um, and I think that having a person start that, but it feels like it almost should be a movement. Like it should be when we talk about cloud, everybody's kind of 
should be geared up to get there. Um, and I, I've seen I've seen you know some customers where that's worked really well. They have kind of a cloud center of excellence where they they build up this this knowledge base and this it's not just a knowledge base, but it's also a um, a comfort level with with using new technologies, with talking about things in a in a new way. That I feel like it, it's it's nice. It's a really nice thing to have. And I don't like you said. I don't think every organization needs to have one um but you have to kind of think about how are we going to get everybody on board yeah and i think that's a really imp- interesting point and an important point as well i think and, you know it's something that's come across in uh, the other shows that we've done in this series actually the idea of having people on board with the idea you know fully understanding what cloud's going to mean uh, you know and both the benefits and potential impacts of doing that um you know and i, and I think that they're, they're points that i think as technologists we we will often miss you know we we get excited by the technology and the ability to uh, you know do things differently or do things more quickly or do things at a larger scale but don't necessarily think about what the impact of doing that might be on people who are not used to cloud, not used to the consumption model and how that might affect the finances of, of how we deliver IT. Um, so, you know, and, that, and I think that, that, that that's, again, really interesting that you go back to a point that, that we've talked about in the other shows, that we, we look at um, the overall impact and ensuring that at, at all levels of an organization, they, they kind of fully understand how, how cloud might impact them. Um, and I, I, interesting, that probably leads on quite well to, to the next question I had for you. Uh, you know, we've touched on a couple of times that you work for NetApp um, and you were cloud architect at, at NetApp. But, you know, NetApp are not a um, traditional cloud company. So, you know, so how does a company like NetApp um, look to utilize cloud to deliver benefits? You know, I think one of the things that um, I, I always remember that as kind of storage in the cloud started to become uh, something that was something more usable, something more realistic and tangible, that one of the things that was thrown at companies like NetApp is that cloud is going to kill your business. Um, but interestingly, NetApp seems to have, a, a, have really embraced what cloud can help them to deliver, not, not as a technology company so much maybe, but as a business. So, you know, so what, what's your view on that? How, how, how is a company that's not a, a, an end public cloud company, you know, how are, how are NetApp or other companies you've come across kind of utilizing cloud? You know, what are, what are some of the benefits that they're extracting from it? I think there's, there's kind of two parts to the answer for, for me. I mean, we, we are, and, and the, the first part is kind of easy. We are a company trying to, uh, trying to innovate and trying to create new products and to, to develop new things and to really keep in front of our competition and to, to have, um, to create a better customer experience, a better user experience for our customers. So, so really, I mean, the, the part of our, that I find really interesting, um, is how we are actually, you know, we leverage cloud to make ourselves more, um, more effective as a company and, and make our products better and make our, our people more, um, more productive. And I think that's really exciting. So, I mean, I, I know, um, you've, you've had, conversations with the, uh, our NetApp IT team and, and NetApp, we, we have the idea of um, NetApp on NetApp, which is where we talk about how we, we use our own products. Um, but and I, and I think it's really interesting because we, we kind of look at the cloud not as a, a uh, oh, they're going to come and, and steal our business and eat all our, eat all our food and, and you know, steal our pocket money, but the cloud is part of our business as well. Using it is, it makes our business more successful. So it's not something to kind of shy away from. Um, and if we look at how we're trying to do things, we're trying to be faster or we're trying to be more agile, then we should be developing products that, that make us faster and more agile. And, and that means creating cloud services or products that run in the cloud that are, that are able to, 
to create those outcomes for our for our own teams. And I think that's when I start to position things that way. It, it's not about cloud being a um, being a competitor to us or to be a something we should be scared of, but it's really something we are, we should be opening our arms up and go uh, our arms to and saying how can we use more of it because it's it's really powerful and it's able it's able to do things that we couldn't do before um and then i guess the other side of the the equation of you know how does a uh, i i kind of like how, how you said it, we're not a traditional cloud company because I, I kind of thought for a moment I went, what is a traditional cloud company <laughs> are we is it is the concept old enough to to have traditional <laughs> cloud yet um but also i mean we we look at what we're what our customers are trying to achieve and you know creating things that we've done for the last 26 years or 27 years is not what customers are necessarily trying to achieve 26 years later. So we've had to adapt. We've obviously adapted our products over time anyway, but now we're just adapting them into a, a new kind of way of thinking. And the, the way that that comes out the most to me in the most kind of striking way is just in consumption models. You know, the, the way that products um, aren't necessarily people don't necessarily want to buy things with a with an upfront three year this is the this is the cost for the next three years and then I'm I'm not going to see you for three years they really want a model where they can adjust what their usage is or adjust what their what features they're using by turning them on and off and I think that um, you know in, in Australia we, we've kind of embraced that model for a really long time and and understanding that um, you know moving to, to something like an opex model is, is a way to to help customers be more successful in what they do. It's got nothing to do with us. I mean, turning something, I mean, okay, it has stuff to do with us, but um, changing the way that you, you sell something to somebody, changing the consumption model, it may have no impact on the technology whatsoever, but it might be a huge thing for the customer. And I think that cloud to me is, it, a lot of it is the way that we consume it. It's being able to turn it on and turn it off. It's being able to burst into it and, and reduce that usage and that flexibility is is one of those things that i think netapp has really embraced is we want to make it possible for our customers to um to use the technology how they want and to pay for it how they want does that make sense <laughs> yeah it does now and, and i think one of the things that's um i think one thing that's really interesting about what netapp are doing in this space um it was one of the conversations I've had with with um, you know with our customers over probably the last kind of six months or so is this idea of cloud not having to be either all in or all out, but actually much more of a, a tactical usage. You know, looking at where public cloud is strong and looking at how it can help you to deliver you know get better outcomes for your own organisation, how you can deliver either technology more effectively, more efficiently. And it was interesting the way you were talking about. Um, how NetApp use public cloud, you know, NetApp, you know, NetApp as a company, forget NetApp as a technology company, but NetApp as a business looking at how cloud helps them to innovate, helps people be more effective, you know, helps people to, to deliver things faster and, uh, you know, and be able to do things better or to do things in, in different ways. Um, you know, and, and I think this kind of idea of tactical use of public cloud so finding places where you've you've got a gap and actually public cloud is a good fit and i think you know kind of the data industry is, is probably lends itself really well to that you know if you think about the things that are difficult on prem with data which is the amount we have to store the availability we have how we protect it how we move it around 
actually public cloud can plug into that and, and enable quite a lot of those features you know is i mean is that, is that something uh, without trying to put words in your mouth but is this kind of the idea of using public cloud as a tactical thing so using public cloud where it's useful is that is that something you know because because if you are a you, we talk you we kind of sorry i'm going on here i'm, I'm having a <laughs> Um, you know, we talked before about how, um, you know, if you are a public cloud, you talked about traditional public cloud vendor, has it been along, around that long? But I suppose if you're all in, you are a, you know, you're a hyperscaler, you are a big public cloud vendor, then, you know, potentially every answer is public cloud. Whereas if you are a business, every answer probably isn't public cloud. So, you know, is this, is this some, you know, does that kind of make sense, this idea of tactical cloud usage as opposed to it has to be all in or, or all out? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, when you were talking about that, I was thinking, well, uh, if I look at sort of Google uh, Cloud Platform and Azure and AWS, you know, they've all in the last um, year or so released or announced, you know, on-premises versions of what they're, what they're doing. And I think it's, it's not, um, it's, it's just interesting because it kind of blurs that line between, okay, so what is public cloud? Is it still public cloud if it's running in my data center and uh, has public cloud services on it, but it's, it's a box that's humming and costing me power and cooling and you know people managing it and that sort of thing um so I, I think definitely it's it's about picking the right solution um at the right time so i i like your your use of tactical you know a tactical approach to to public cloud as opposed to let's just put it all in there because you know that's where we're going to go and um and i think the, the other side of that is that we're seeing more well i'm definitely ch chatting to more people about well i don't just want a single public cloud, I want to use all of them in some way. And it may not be the same workload, it might be different workloads, but it's it's about the, picking the right public cloud. Maybe, you know, maybe one of the cloud providers has a better um, AI ML solution, or maybe one of them has a better office suite, or maybe one of them, um, you know, has just a, a um, out of this world kind of service that I really want to start using um, and sure the other the others will catch up that's that's the nature of, of competition and technology is we all kind of build work out ways to build the same thing and call it different things and um, you know give it give it new skins but I think that's uh, customers are kind of going well I don't I don't want to necessarily just use one I want to use all of them I don't necessarily just want to use it in the public cloud I want to use it in my data center um, and and kind of adjusting the way that we used to think of cloud as you're either in the cloud or you're or you're not. Now it's parts of you are going to be in cloud. Parts of your business and parts of your technology IT is going to be in in cloud, and and parts of it aren't. And they may be actually be the same application that has or the same um, workload that happens to be in both locations. And I I I really like um, a lot of the conversations that we have in at NetApp around AI. I've talked to our um, one of our data scientists a lot about it. And and if you look at the the workflow of AI, so the actual outcome is, um, it, it, it's more about the, the process that, you know, this piece of data or these pieces of data go through so much transformation and they might be out at remote sites, they might be, <clears throat> they might be in a data center, they might be in the cloud, but they all kind of have the outcome of, you know, creating a better customer experience or creating a, um, you know, a, a way to cure a, a particular disease or to be able to diagnose something. I think that's that's kind of where I'm seeing things going um, generally. I think obviously different people are at different stages and different applications fit in different ways. But yeah, it's it's a really exciting time, I think, to be kind of talking about cloud as well. 
Yeah, and, and well, you kind of talked about there is you know and what what makes cloud uh, an exciting topic, and it you know and I think makes technology a, a really interesting area to be in right now. You know, perhaps as as interesting as it's ever been. You know, I'm a, I've been doing this role for over twenty years now, and and actually the technology industry is as exciting and innovative as as ever. Um, and and I suppose it's some of that. Um, some of that kind of tactical use that, that that's interesting. You know, so you know, you, you talk there about kind of AI and, and ML. Um, you know, at kind of one end where we're doing kind of real leading edge stuff where that's really difficult to do on prem. But if we can get our data in the right place, that might be something we can do. Um, but I mean, what, what are some of the um, you know, now we've coined this phrase tactical use. Um, it, it's, on <laughs> it's on a podcast, so it, it must be real. Um, hashtag tactical you know, so use. <laughs> it, yeah, that's uh, I, yeah. Let's make it a hashtag. Um, so, but you know, what, what a, uh, you know, I, I kind of touched on this before that I think one of the, the approaches I really like about the way NetApp are starting to use public cloud across their, you know, the, the, you know, NetApp have a cloud business unit that you know does things that are kind of cloud native, um, but are also using public cloud really smartly across a whole range of what would be looked at as their more traditional solutions now, so, so you've got some examples of, of some of this kind of tactical use of cloud now we're NetApp are kind of using public cloud in um in maybe something we'd say is a more traditional way just to give their their customers um you know more benefit allow them to exploit the benefits of public cloud in areas where maybe they, they don't even recognize they're doing it you know is if that if that even makes sense mm. yeah I, I i was um chatting to somebody earlier today about how um, you know, we were talking about how you could basically purchase or start using NetApp's uh, operating system on tab. Um, and, and NetApp has always said, you know, for the last um, quarter of a century, we said we're a software company, we build a storage management operating system. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, you can get that storage operating system on uh, with spinning disks or, or SSDs, like, you know, actually in a in an engineered system, or you can get them, you can running as a virtual appliance, or you can get it running in the in, in a cloud, or you can get it running as a service. Like it, it becomes this. Um, it's not so much about the uh, what it, what it's running on, but what it can do. And I think that um, in terms of some um, ways that I see customers see see that right. The the advantages of having the same operating system is that you get a lot of the same features and, and benefits, but it becomes um, kind of one thing that you have one thing that you can you, you can trust to, to work the same way no matter where where you put it so some of the features that NetApp has always talked about like our, our efficiencies so in order to um, manage your storage footprint and to be able to take um, instant snapshots of things all those sorts of cool cool storage features if cool in inverted commas if you're a um, if you're a storage nerd like me you go oh that was so cool um, and if you're not then you go what <laughs> um but it's it's being able to take some of those features across wherever you are and so you you never get you know you talk to, to netapp and you, you're not going to get that um oh well it, you, you if you put it over here you can do this and if you put it over there you know you can't do the same it's the same operating system um and so i see you know customers starting to to really embrace the the nature of okay that's really cool. You have this great operating system and you can do all this cool stuff, Phoebe, but I don't want to have to manage that. And so I can start to to um, just consume all the cool bits and not worry about having to look after a storage array or looking after disks. I think that's kind of one of the the elements of um, NetApp's cloud story that I'm, I, I find really interesting because no longer are we talking about really a product, but we're just talking about what are you going to do with it? And of those of the buttons that it's got, which ones are going to 
you are going to work for you and and are they going to work for you in the cloud like do you want to do that in the cloud or do you want to do that on premises or do you want to do that in a you know in another location um and that kind of makes it a that's kind of our story well to me that that's the netapp um value and and you know the fact that it's really incredibly performant or that it does really neat things is is not really the the it's not the number one thing. It's not the thing to, to lead a conversation with. It's it's a nice thing to talk about, and definitely we, we need to know what it can do. But really, it's about saying, well, you could do it anywhere. And and going back to our point about cloud earlier, and and how um, it's about tactically using those. You can. It means that you you can, and you're not going to be restricted by what the data management or the storage platform um, is capable of. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point about um, hashtag tactical use. But um, <laughs> so it, it's an important part about that that transition for for particularly things. You know, I, you, I mean, you talked before about you know some cloud providers maybe have a better office suite than other ones. You know, it's that idea that if my first step into public cloud is to use Office three six five, for example, well, that that works relatively well because actually to the end user that experience doesn't really look any different. Um, and and even now from an administration point of view, if you use Exchange on prem or you use Exchange online. The, the way you manage exchange is exactly the same. The location of it doesn't really matter. So that's a nice, straightforward transition for an organization to start to exploit where public clouds was, is really useful. And I think some of the things you just talked about then is kind of tactical use of how, uh, you know, maybe NetApp plugging public cloud storage into your kind of production storage array, but you as a storage admin not really have to worry about how it works. I think that's a, again, that's a really nice introduction into the scale and flexibility that public cloud brings. Um, but brings that in a way that you don't have to relearn a whole bunch of things to take advantage of it. You know, the the, mm. the way it's done at the back end fully exploits the way public cloud works. It's not just lifting and shifting data and shoving it in the cloud, yeah. but it is utilizing uh, properly architected backend cloud, but presenting that in a way to you as a as, as kind of an end customer to say, you know, you can you, you can utilize this benefit, but you don't have to relearn a whole bunch of things. You don't have to worry about the way you currently manage your storage, your data management. You know, you don't have to worry about any of that on prem. You talked before about that ability to have kind of the same same endpoint in in multiple locations and i think that's quite important when you're looking at data management and if i've got enterprise data management tools i want to be able to manage that data wherever it sits because it might not always sit in my data center it might be in a public cloud data center it might be in a remote location it might be fed to a machine learning algorithm somewhere mm. but i need to still maintain my kind of enterprise enterprise controls and so you know as we kind of wrap up here you know is that is that is that simple introduction to public cloud you know is that is that an important part of that transition if we can make people if we can give people the opportunity to use public cloud and its benefits without huge expense in terms of retraining re-architecting um you know is, is that an important step in that journey for you as a, as a cloud architect yeah I, I think um the you know the probably the last point i'd make and i'm glad you brought it up is you know i was a sysadmin and i know what it's like to try and learn new things and and i think that that making things easy to learn if it's not something that you've done before. So you may have never touched a NetApp storage array or, or used a NetApp ONTAP system ever, but you should still be able to uh, pick up a NetApp cloud, you know, cloud, cloud data service or cloud service and feel comfortable with it as though, you know, as if you had been managing NetApp storage for the last 20 years or something. And I think that um, moving into to that, making that transition from a maybe a, an an uh, enterprise sysadmin to a cloud 
an enterprise cloud sysadmin or a cloud SRE and being able to um, not have to think about, oh, I've got to go and do lots of training and I've got to read manuals and I've got to understand all these all these things that, you know, the, the way to tune these systems. I think that is a really critical part of um, being successful in in a in an in an enterprise or in a business where you're you're trying to straddle um, running you know multiple things at once and and you know I work working for NetApp and we're a data management and a storage company we think data management and storage is the most important thing in the universe but I know that for a customer there's there's a lot of things that are going on and so being able to make the storage and data management part stress-free is actually really important as well. So I think that's kind of, um, I, I know it's, it's kind of a little tangential. You go, well, you're a cloud architect. Why do you care what, what, it, what it's like? But I care that they can run it and not feel stressed when they're running it. They, they should be able to focus on the, the, the new things and, and be able to adapt to using the cloud and, and maybe start to adopt cloud services and, and to start thinking about things like serverless or, or to, to um, support other parts of the business that are that are cloud native and they've already started building those applications um, and not feel like you're kind of being left behind because you also have to manage this legacy stuff. Yeah, I think that that sums up really nicely. You know, we we started off, didn't we, asking about asking the question, "What does a cloud architect do?" And I think a big part of that is actually the thing you've just kind of wrapped up nicely on there is this idea of it's making that transition something that can actually be done. You make it, you you know, you pick the right cloud technologies you pick the right technologies to use you know it's part of your kind of technical architecture role but part of that is easing that transition as well so that it's usable so that people you know so an organization gets the right outcome and can then focus on the right things you know so you know that probably rounds out the architecture role quite nicely um so well look phoebe as, as kind of we wrap up here uh, you know a couple of things i was like to find out you know so we talked about kind of so you, you know you work for netapp so you know netapp have lots of interesting approaches to how they use public clouds so if people want to find out more about netapp in the public cloud um how do they go about that and if people have enjoyed, as I have, this kind of chat and, and uh, uh, you know, and, and some of the things that you've shared, what's a good way that they can come and haunt you on the internet? Um, okay, so NetApp, all of NetApp's cloud data services are on a very easy URL. It is cloud.netapp.com. And uh, if you go there, you'll find all the information. You might even uh, have a chat with me in the in the little chat box. Um, if you're if if that's not your your thing, and you'd like to contact me, oh, I. I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Phoebe Go, P-H-O-E-B-E-G-O-H. And, um, and email um, phoebe.go at netapp.com. And I'm more than happy to have a conversation or wear a giant fluffy cloud mascot costume. Okay. And, and, and do you have a, a blog site as well, Phoebe? Um, I, I do. I'm currently re- redoing it, but um, it is with a hat.net. <laughs> <laughs> which is something that I like is wearing hats. So I've, I've had that domain for a very long time. Um, so I'm trying to think of how I can incorporate more hats into my life. And uh, and there's all people who uh, perhaps listen to this show and working technology knows as a technologist it's important to wear many different hats, um, <laughs> which, is a, which is a great way to end the show. Um, Phoebe, look, thanks very much for your time. Um, really appreciate it. I know it's late in uh, down, down under. Um, so, uh, you know, re- really appreciate your time on doing this. And, uh, and I think it's been a fascinating chat. And I'm glad we've ended this series looking at cloud from the point of view of somebody who is in an organization whose day job is not 
just focus purely on how we go kind of all you know using public cloud and how we transition to it you know they, they, they've been important topics but i think it's interesting to get this kind of you know slight different take on that and, and we've coined this phrase tactical cloud use so, uh, so I'm, I'm pleased with that um, so hey phoebe look uh, th- thanks very much for doing that and uh, look forward to having you on the, uh, having you on the show again in the near future thank you so much I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. You'll also find parts one and two of our public cloud series, as well as all other episodes of the Tech Interviews podcast. Next time out, we take a look at the world of voice and find out how using voice is changing the way we interact with technology. So to make sure you catch that show, why not subscribe? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Stitcher, as well as all other good homes of podcasts. And hey, if you do enjoy the Tech Interviews podcast, why not leave us a review and it will help other people to find the show. So until next time... Thanks for listening.